Welcome. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. We're inside Supercars, Tony with Craig Lavelle, and boy, the uh, news keeps on coming. Craig, it's been fascinating to see that news that we probably knew. You know, most of it, um, but that uh, Scotty McLaughlin and Tatum Fulton are being replaced by Will Davison and Anton Dupasvili. I think that's respectively too, because what I understand, Will will be number 17, as he was the last time at DJR, and Anton will pick up number 18. So that's pretty terrific. It's sort of great to see drivers who are as competitive as they are will be filling those two seats, because clearly those two uh, red and yellow shell Mustangs are worthy of uh, such great driving talent, aren't they? They are for Will Davison. He'll be in the car next week for a tyre test with Dunlop and uh, then doing some ride days for DJR. I was about to say Team Penske, but of course it's not DJR Team Penske anymore, it's DJR. Here's what Anton Di Pasquale, Will Davison and Dick Johnson had to say about the new driver lineup. 2020 was a year that promised a lot for me and um, you know everything that went down uh, was yeah it was, it was a tricky year being on the sidelines, but uh, yeah, to, to effectively uh, be back at DJR where my career started, um, yeah, is an amazing feeling. You know, I feel like I've got a lot of things I want to achieve in the sport and, um, you know, obviously to join this team, um, rich with history, um, but obviously coming off so much success in the last sort of uh, three years. Will is a known commodity because he's been here before and uh, and raced with the team. Still, a lot of the people that were here then are still here now. So he, he fits in very easily. And Anton, I think Anton's at a stage pretty much where Scott was when he first joined the team in 2017. So I think it's going to be a really good combination. I'm still early on in my career, so to still be teamed up with an experience, you know, race winner, championship contender, Bathurst winner, stuff like that is awesome. Um, we'll be able to work together really well, help each other, and uh, hopefully as a team we can uh, we can keep the, the cars at the front. Well, when we look at the rest of the grid, of course, we've got Triple Eight, who was second two cars in pit lane. Those two are confirmed with no change uh, next year. That is both Shane uh, Van Gisbergen and Jamie Wincup uh, reigning in, in the two-seat turn. And this is the last year of Jamie's current contract, I understand. Is that right? Uh, the 2021, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he uh, continues on. No reason why he shouldn't. He's still up there in the, uh, well, if you go by the driver's standings last year, he's still up in there in the top three in the category, or was he fourth? Anyway, yep. he's he's there's no reason for him to stop racing. He is still the best, best driver in the series history, and he hasn't necessarily gone completely over the cliff. Yes, he is still known as the GOAT. So we've got uh, pit lane, we've got those two DJR cars, two Triple Eight cars, then we've got the four Tipton cars. And, of course, there's no change there. All four of their drivers are remaining, with James Courtney at Bathurst being uh, continuing on with his Boost Mobile contract. They wanted the continuity there, so uh, uh, no doubt that'll be well uh, appreciated. I think BJR probably about next in pit lane, and... There is some question mark there as to whether there'll be a three or a four car grid, whether uh, Macaulay will be continuing on or whether it'll be Todd and Nick uh, alongside third car. 
with Jack Smith there. We don't know that as yet because the chance is that maybe Timmy Blanchard will be taking their wreck, their racing entitlement contract, and running out of Melbourne with rumoured to be Tim Slade. Now, this will all pan out before the time. My belief is that 15 of the 24 are settled. I understand there'll be no change from the 24, that uh, Supercars Australia are happy with that number. They feel that 24 is the right number. So the question mark remains around as to uh, three or four out of Albury. Um, is in Sydney settled with uh, Chris Pivot and Alex Davison staying on? I'm pretty certain that Charlie Spurthold has got both Mark Winterbottom and Scott I locked up. So then you're looking at who's going to drive beside Andre. As you've suggested numerous times, I think it uh, would be terrific to see Fabian Coulthard go there because, boy, is he a driver that is certainly well-versed at winning races. While he's not uh, the best qualifier, He's certainly a very capable driver. I'm sure you'd agree there. Yes, indeed. And he's got a whole bunch of Mustang IP that he would bring to a team that is working on Mustang. So there's a lot of good reasons why he would be a, a perfect fit in that team. Now, when you're looking at the rest of the grid, it's sort of Erebus is probably about the next one in pit lane. And, of course, we know that uh, one of those seats is well and truly uh, filled by Will Brown. But... There's a question mark now over Dave Reynolds. Speculation has been an auto action has run their front cover with it. Dave is on the go. But the strangest part of that, the idea that he would return to Kelly Racing. Now, as you and I both know, when he was there and about the time that he's joining Walkinshaws, there was a very bitter feud. There was almost lawyers at 20 paces. So I find it highly unlikely that he'd be going there. But, you know, stranger things happen, as you and I both know. The grid's rather settled. Of course, we've got Chaz and, of course, um, Forward um, coming back for his uh, second year. And, look, he showed some fantastic pace, great pace as well as qualifying, and he's certainly a wet driver to be in the series. As far as the other ones, the Matt Stone ones are concerned, we're yet to find out. The big thing about Matt Stone Racing, as he said on the show last week, was that he didn't know if the super light format would run next year. He is keen to go to three cars, and he felt both the drivers, Goddard and Kaseki, deserved to have cars of their own. But if there's no wrecks for him to take and he can't get one off the shelf from supercars, well, then it's going to be difficult for him to make that expansion plan. And, of course, one of the biggest reasons that... uh Sean Seema and Supercars Australia are not keen on issuing, uh, reissuing or bringing some of those wrecks off the shelf is because of the size of revenue. It, we've, we've got to think there's going to be some questions being asked by both Channel 7 and Repco as the new series sponsor about the series next year with no big start, no big kickoff in Adelaide. Boy, they'll be saying, well, hang on, this isn't the series we signed up for. So I'm sure you'd agree that this is going to bring some of those things into question, Craig. They're going to have a big kickoff at Bathurst, and if ever you want to start a championship, you'd want to start it at the pinnacle circuit in the country. So I don't think uh, I don't think there's a, a, a huge loss of starting the championship at Bathurst over Adelaide, albeit that it's going to be February instead of March. And they're talking now about uh, Speed Cafe, I think we're reporting this, that uh, they're going to start the championship in 2022 at Newcastle, which would uh, give a lot of fans a bit of a relief because there had been a lot of talk that Newcastle might not come back post-COVID. And 
to finish 2021, they want to finish at the Gold Coast. Now, there's, uh, again, an iconic race that has got a wealth of history, both in uh, the IndyCar days and in supercar days. So I've I've heard this uh, discussion before about, oh, the you know, no Adelaide, you're not starting with a bang, but I'm going, you don't get a bigger bang than Bathurst. Yeah, I, I hark back to time when I just started covering the series back in 94, 95, when uh, there was a sprint round run at Bathurst, and uh, it was pretty small crowd. So, you know, pretty small crowds with uh, a lot of cost involved. Yeah. Bathurst demands a lot of cameras. It, it, look, it'll be interesting, you know, when there's a lot more to come out about the next year's calendar. The only thing we know so far is, and you've got you've got a conversation, I understand, with uh, Sean Seymour about it, is um, the kickoff for the 21 series. So that's sort of it to know that more. Wait and see what happens with the rest of the series. They just ran Bathurst with 4,000 people. There's still going to be some COVID limitations, so I don't see the number of people. And whilst the sport looks better with more people there, it's not about bums on seats anymore. It's about, well, it's bums on seats, but it's not bums on seats trackside anymore. It's bums on seats, you know, in the living rooms. Who's watching? What exposure to the customers, to the brands? And you coming from that marketing background would understand that better than uh, better than I. Another interesting player in the market, of course, is KO. And we've just seen Stan is now going to uh, have a sports channel and they're kicking off their first sport signed is the Rugby Union, which uh, is a bit of a train wreck sport. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, um, other news around, as uh, Craig mentioned, we've got the Soft Tire Test with Triple Eight and DJR running next Tuesday up at Queensland Raceway, and that'll be interesting. We'll certainly try and get some comment and feedback on uh, those tyres. Motor racing is happening this weekend. Coming up is the Sydney Motorsport Park, where there's a big round. It's round five of the New South Wales Championship. A lot of categories running there, uh, Craig. You were telling me that sports sedans improved, HD, Formula Vs is a very large field. Yeah, there is uh, RXA Cup. It's a, uh, round five of the New South Wales Motor Racing Championship. So it's going to be the first time that all the lights are turned on at Sydney Motorsport Park. So it'll be an event that uh, many people will want to be uh, part of. And of course, no speedway currently in Sydney. So there's a, you know, there would be a bit of a pent up demand from the Sydney racing public who might want to just see a bit of road racing under lights. Is that the uh, no speedway? Is that a COVID thing, right? Mm, yeah, I'm going to say yes because there's so much politics involved in it. It's too much to cover. You've got a couple of interviews that to, uh, to roll out, so uh, let's get into those. And then our final thoughts on Inside Supercars with Tony Whitlock and Frank Lavelle. A few weeks ago, Sean Seymour spoke to the assembled media over a range of topics, which now, as time has gone on, we see that a lot of the questions have been raised and answered. One of which, of course, is the ongoing stoush between seven. And also KO, Foxtel, about the rights to what each body can show. Seema here explained about the digital rights and how they differed from the previous contract. Channel 7 will have simultaneous digital rights moving forward, uh, whereas Channel 10 didn't in the past. So that's probably the biggest change to the digital rights and frankly is the contemporary view on how we handle free-to-air partnerships. Supercars were on a high when we spoke to Sean Seema and they had just announced Repco, they had just announced the new TV deal and things were looking well positioned. He was asked if 
this has paved the way for Archer to now sell the series. Ultimately, uh, Archer will assess their options at the right time for them. I mean, management focus, as it always is, is running the sport. We're head down working on next year. Obviously, we've got some big things that we need to work through around the New Zealand border, uh, getting to Tasmania, getting to Perth. So we've got a lot of work in front of us. Uh, in addition to the focus that we've got on Gen 3, uh, we're excited about and the direction and the momentum that that's gathering. The calendar has a lot of moving parts, one of which was no less than South Australian government pulling the pin on Adelaide, which was hoped to be the grand final of 2021. Here's how Sean was talking about preparations for the calendar at that time. The key to us is going to be con- being conservative around the start date, conservative around when we do street races and being conservative about getting to New Zealand so that if we are forced to make changes, they're minimal because we have been conservative and taking a slightly longer form view. But we're pretty encouraged with how things, I think like everybody, how things are looking at Australia uh, and, and also in New Zealand at the moment. So actually we're, we're really looking forward to next year. So we now know that Bathurst will kick off the season, but there are still some other things about what the format's going to be like at Bathurst that haven't been answered. Here's what Sean Seema, the CEO of Supercars, was saying uh, some of the considerations about the Bathurst date in February. We've also got to work with the GT category to see uh, what their plans are for next year as well. So at this point in time, particularly given that we're all still living in a world well dominated by COVID, unfortunately, everything's got to remain on the table. What we do with that date, what we do with the track on that date is still to be determined, but it, that'll be clear when we release the calendar. Now, due to it being a supercar race and not a race for the GTs, it does give them a bit more flexibility with when they can schedule that event to start the season. No, that date's not specifically locked in. That date is obviously normally uh, locked in because of the racing at Daytona, Dubai and and the rest of the GT calendar. So if we don't have the international competitor base that we would normally expect out there, then we've got a lot more flexibility and freedom around that date. We've now seen the renderings of what the Gen 3 car should look like. Sean Seema was talking about where other manufacturers have been consulted and how those talks are progressing. Oh, those discussions are still ongoing. Obviously, we are well past June July, but the world's very different now than what it was when we talked about that and our timelines have been a little bit delayed because of it. But we're still under discussion with those uh, range of different manufacturers and uh, you guys are going to see some, some pretty cool cars. The good news was that Ford was a heavily involved with the progress of the Gen 3 package and, as we've seen, Luto Lacroix and the entire DGR team will be working on homologating a new Ford Mustang for that 2022 season. They're taking a very active role in Gen 3 which is great. It's certainly a big week again because of uh, what's happening in Adelaide um, and that'll be uh, terrific to find out as to the demand from the locals saying we want our race back. Um, as Steve Marshall as the Premier of South Australia misread the uh, tone of the public, um, there's an awful lot of people in motorsport around Australia who are pretty angry at the event being cancelled. So that'll be interesting to see if the locals equally demand it as uh, we just talked about last week with Adrian Mussolini, that um, there are conflicting stories about the whole event, aren't there? 
Yeah, there are. Quite a fascinating thing. On Inside Motorsport this week, we've spoken to Sam Henderson, who's one of the organisers of the rally that is on this weekend. And uh, for Inside Supercar listeners who are in the Adelaide or South Australian region and want to do something about it, it's Saturday the 14th of November, 11am on the steps of Parliament House, North Terrace in Adelaide. So you can register on Facebook and uh, if you want to know more about it, then uh, you can hear from Sam Henderson, who is on Inside Motorsport this week, talking about the rally. That was my final thought. Craig, do you have any issues that you're wanting to bring up that's relevant to motorsport this weekend? My final thought is uh, when you're going through the seats of uh, who's aware it was feeling like election coverage deja vu. We can all do without talk about seats for more than just a week, although I know it's going to hold huge interest in uh, how the dominoes play out. The one good thing is it's looking likely that we've got to have, going to have uh, 24 cars with most of them having pretty good sponsorship on because it's not a question of a, a driver and maybe some drivers who bring money and some drivers who are being paid, but it's also having sponsors who want to put their name up in life on the side of our series. So I think that's a pretty healthy thing, Craig. I'm sure you'd agree to that. Indeed, I do. That's it from Inside Supercars, Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. Good night from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.